Welcome to BYU Radio's Big Stories, a show dedicated to the incredible tales surrounding the opponents of the BYU Cougars. I'm your host, Cleon Wall. What is a twirler? We're not talking about someone who just whirls around in a circle over and over and over again. The Cambridge Dictionary defines a twirler as someone who marches as part of a group while turning a baton or throwing it in the air and then catching it. You see them at football games with the school's marching band. But in some respects, they could and should be the main entertainment. We could even call it a sport. Whenever I talk about it, sometimes there are going to be people who don't believe that your sport is as great as it can be. But whenever I show them videos, they are incredibly impressed by five turns, double illusions, double walkovers. Those are hard tricks. I have no idea what any of those twirling moves are, but I would trust Alexis Kiesling knows how to perform them. She's one of the few feature twirlers for the University of West Virginia. The Mountaineers have a proud tradition of competitive twirlers. They've been twirling since they were two years old to five years old. They compete nationally and also overseas. Um, So it's definitely much more than just the marching that people originally think of. But twirling isn't like pickup basketball or pickleball. You don't do it recreationally on the weekends with your friends, nor is there real money in it. You can't really go professional. You can twirl for maybe a circus or something like that, or a cruise line. Um, But the end goal of being a twirler is to twirl at a collegiate level. What's the reward for this highly technical and highly difficult sport? Let's find out from the experts. On a breezy day inside a Milan Pushkar Stadium, Alexis Kiesling gives me the lowdown on how technical twirling is, even down to how you throw the baton in the air. A lot of people think it's an open hand toss, but it's actually very intricate and you do it over your thumb. So the whole baton will roll over your thumb and then you'll lift it into the air. She performs a baton toss flawlessly. And then there are the tricks. They are the acrobatic moves the twirler does after throwing the baton in the air, like the double illusion. You cross your right leg over your left leg. You put your nose to your kneecap and then you lift your other leg all the way around up like a rainbow. Do you got that? I don't think I do. I asked Alexis to perform the double illusion for me. Hey, that's what a double illusion, now I know. Again, flawless. The things you're doing right now, are they pretty simple? Yes. When did you master what you're doing right now? Mm, Probably around the age of 10, but whenever you do master a trick, there's always a way to make it harder, whether it's to spin your baton for more revolutions, to place it better, move around while you're doing it, make yourself go faster. You can always take every single level of baton twirling and make it harder. And the way they perfect the tricky tricks? It's the old axiom of practice, practice, practice. The twirlers work with the band a few hours every day during the football season to make sure they're getting all the tricks down. If those tricks are not mastered, then they work on them in their own time, which could be another couple of hours a day. And then there is the practice before the game and the summer practices and Alexis's personal workouts to stay in shape. And you start to understand how much time she spends doing this sport. But she knew what she was getting herself into, or at least what her family got her into. I started around the age of five. I started at the same dance studio that my mom and my grandma started at. I danced for two years, and then at seven years old is when I picked up a baton. Um, My mom got me into it. She's the one who twirled her whole life, and so did my grandma. My mom actually went to the first Worlds that we ever had, and then I was able to follow in her footsteps in 2015 in Italy, and then 2018 in Norway. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania native never really thought about continuing her twirling career post high school 
until a West Virginia athletics employee approached her about a certain trick. She said, do you have your double front walkover? And I said, no, but I've been working on it. And she said, if you can get that trick, then I have faith that you can make it here at West Virginia University because she had seen the feature twirlers throughout the years on the field and she knew how competitive and how worthy they were for these spots. And so after that conversation junior year, I really picked up my game and started focusing on gymnastics. Where I discovered here, we do a lot of gymnastic tricks as our show performs. Then I decided to pick up the pace and really focus on auditions into senior year. Her first audition was on a video call because of COVID-19. But she's had to go through the audition process every single year. Going into her senior season, she had to perform two different routines and then sit down for an interview. And yes, there is a lot of pressure during the audition. Oh, yeah. Handshaking, sweaty palms. We keep it between one and five twirlers every year. Sometimes we've only had one. Sometimes we've had up to five. So it really depends on the talent that we get. Former West Virginia twirling coach Kirsten Barnacle said Alexis had nothing to worry about. Amazing personality, amazing field presence, one of a kind, the best in that category. I've seen her grow tremendously each season. She works so hard. I can tell that she's putting in the extra effort and the extra practices. Um, and she's, she's really grown as a twirler. Kirsten knows all about the twirling life. She's lived it too. My mom put me in gymnastics because that's what she did. But after about two days, I, I didn't like it at all. So I ended up going to a dance studio. And after standing there watching a group of twirlers for about an hour, my mom's like, oh, do you want to do you want to give that a try? And I regret saying yes, because <laughs> it has really consumed my life. Twirling was almost like a part-time job during Kirsten's middle and high school years. So I was there after school until 9 p.m. twirling every day in the summer, twirling every single day like a full-time job. But that's really what gets you um, on the national level and also competing at Worlds. Eventually, Kirsten won a spot as a West Virginia feature twirler. And just like Alexis, she put in a lot of work to perfect her routine, even if others didn't understand her dedication. I remember going to the rec center when I was a student, and obviously there's basketball courts everywhere, and students are trying to play basketball and get their game on. And obviously we're like in the corner working really hard for a competition and balls are flying at our face. And so I think it's really hard to let people know that this is a serious sport and something that we're working towards. And um, we are representing the university. And so I think it's either hit or miss. Some people really do respect it and other people don't really know what it is. Did, did you ever question why you kept doing it? I questioned it. I think it does get hard. And just like I would say ballet, there's a lot of technique that goes into it. And so when you're younger and you're trying to learn the technique, it's really frustrating because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, trying to perfect it. And so there's definitely times, but then you just stick with it because um, nothing good comes easy. All of the hard work paid off in February of 2014. Kirsten and three of her teammates beat out 29 other teams to be crowned the top collegiate twirling team in the nation. It was really exciting, especially because we, we had been working for it for a couple of years. And the year before we won, we actually went and didn't make it, I think, to the second round. So we were really excited to then win that championship. They came home with a trophy. They were honored by the university but the hard work didn't come with extra remuneration. There aren't many scholarships out there for twirlers. 
So there are some colleges that do offer scholarship and it's becoming more and more um, popular, I guess. West Virginia, we have started a scholarship fund, but we're still raising money for that fund to eventually be able to give out scholarship support. Alexis is one of the lucky twirlers. I receive a scholarship from the band office and the music department here. They pick a few students throughout the band to give a scholarship to. So I was lucky enough to receive one of them. No, it does not cover my tuition by any means but it definitely helps. And if we could get this scholarship fund off the ground, it would be awesome for our future recruits and the future of the program. The physical therapy major had to get a job as a fitness instructor at the rec center to make ends meet. So with a lack of funds and a lot of practice and performance time to consider, why do twirlers keep twirling in college? Why continue to do something that takes time away from studies and may pay out very little in money? It might come down to three things, competition, representing their state and university, and the other skills they gain that have nothing to do with gymnastics or throwing and catching a baton. I think one big thing that we really learn as twirlers, especially um, in these positions, you really develop your leadership skills because you're one of four twirlers on the field and one of 350 marching band members. And so you're able to really develop those leadership skills, um, meet new people, and also represent the state of West Virginia. So you're, you're learning great skills. It is so challenging for me from a technical standpoint that it really incorporates all the brain power that I have. And I could focus on that while getting physical activity in and focusing on my flexibility. So I absolutely love to do it, both performing for people for the entertainment of their joy, but also for the joy of my own. Everybody bleeds blue and gold here. Whenever I go to different counties to perform or talk about twirling here, they're like, wow, oh my gosh, you're a debut future twirler. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. How do you think twirling is going to help you in the future? Like after you're after you're finally done twirling? The skills that we apply to the sport of baton twirling can be applied to any other aspect in our life, whether it's our work relationships or our support systems on the side, or like I said, our organization skills, we can apply that to anything we do in the future. So even though twirling stops at a collegiate level, it's not done for the rest of our lives. Alexis heads to Ohio State University in the spring of 2024. Coach Kirsten, who has a PhD and was the Senior Director of Development in the Mountaineer Athletic Club, is now the Assistant Athletic Director for Development at SMU. She hopes to get into twirling at that university. Sounds like these women obtain the skills to pay the bills and so much more. Thanks for listening to BYU Radio's Big Stories. This episode was produced by me, Cleon Wall. Music and post-production by Kevin West. Make sure you watch BYU TV's Big Stories by logging on to BYUSN.com. Big Stories is a production of BYU Radio. 